Hello football fans and welcome to this week's episode of View from the Sideline podcast. Is this the weekend where Liverpool are handed the Premier League title? Has Manchester City dropped points again with defeat at home in the Manchester derby? Leicester now seem their only serious rivals after leaving Villa Park with all three points. We'll look back at these matches as well as all the other action from the Premier League. We'll also review the weekend's matches in the EFL as West Brom and Leeds continue to lead the way in the Championship. And Chris will give an up, us an update from Hewish Park as Yeovil take on Halifax in the National League. Pete will have his teaser. We have a record breaker in the Predictions Challenge. And Chris dusts off his stat book for the Wonders of White. So here we go with episode 15 of View from the Sideline podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 15 of View from the Sideline podcast. As always, it's Rich here. And are you sulking, Chris? Are you no, sulking we, today or not? No, through in the Champions League, mate. Can, I cannot uh, be any happier. Okay, we should have done this yesterday before <laughs> that was on. Then your answer would have been very, very different. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it would have done. Um, okay, so uh, lots to get through this week. Um, so lots of talking points in the Premier League. And obviously... We, We've got Champions League matches tonight where Spurs are playing Bayern Munich in a dead rubber. So we'll we'll, we'll keep you updated with how they're getting on. Um, but I think we've uh, I think we've wounded the beast, so to speak, Chris, with with Pete and his teasers. I've seen this teaser; and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm not going to get it. So, for the purposes of of fairness, we we do know what the teaser is. We, we've we've just uh, we've just heard it um, a matter of minutes ago. Um, I don't even think you could Google this because. Uh, it's yeah, so long. It's so long. Yeah, I don't actually know how we're going to find the answer, but I'm sure. I think the uh, the the guess you did with Sean Go to last week has has annoyed Pete a little bit. Um, so current score is four point five to us because we've moved to half points to to please Pete, and he's he's got five. Um, so go on then, Pete. What have you got for us this week? Since Danny Wallace. In 1986, three players have played only once for the England senior side and scored. One in 2003, one in 2007, and one in 2012. Name all three players. Yep, told you, he's annoyed. Well, considering I I, I wasn't even born, I wasn't even born when this Danny Wallace scored, so... uh... I'm wondering if it's a uh, sort of Saints-based. Danny Wallace was at Saints. Did... I wonder if Letizia... I don't know. I'm just wondering if Letizia is one of them. But anyway, so three, three players that have only made one senior appearance for the England team and in that game scored. Um, okay, so uh, we'll have to come back. I don't, I don't like our chances, but we'll have a go. No. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll move on past the teaser and we'll go straight into Premier League review. Where I think we should we should start in Manchester. So we'll start with the derby. <clears throat> uh, Man City 
losing out to United at home, uh, 2-1 to United. I think it's probably a bit indicative of City's form lately. Um, I, I mean, I thought they probably would have won this game, but I don't think it's a huge surprise they didn't. No, um, I, I think from the get-go, Man United kind of went straight at them, which is, I think, really the only way to approach um, Man City, I think, especially when they're at home. Um, and maybe the actual fixture itself, you know, kind of pumped the players up a bit more. Um because I, I thought Man United outplayed Man City f- for the majority of the game. And Man it was like you were watching sort of Man City football, but being played by Manchester United. They were passing the ball around really well and probably one of the best performances I've seen from them, I think, this season. Um, but yeah, no, a, a, a very, very good win for them. But for City now... Um, it's, it's strange. They, they they seem to be a lot worse than what they were last season. This, I didn't are they out of the title all. race? Well, I, I I think I think that's it now. I, I, the amount that Liverpool are winning, considering they've only dropped what two points, I think all season. I I just can't see Liverpool losing five games, which is which is strange because we've still got over half a season left. So. Um, but I think if Man City keep going the way they're going, I actually think that Pep Guardiola might actually leave at the end of the season. I don't think he'll be sacked. I think he'll leave. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it would be an interesting one. City City take on Arsenal at the weekend, and I think that's that's a, a really pivotal game. I mean, it's probably worth pointing out that City have, have won tonight in the Champions League, that they've won 4-1. Four, one, yeah. Um, Away, so I mean that they, they've 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 topped their group, um, but I, I I think the match at Arsenal, especially how Arsenal got on at the weekend, I mean it gives them a bit of a lift. We'll, we'll talk about that later on, but that's that's a huge match for me because I think, like you say, fourteen points that that's that is again Liverpool drawing a lot of games or losing five, and they haven't lost yet. So trying to Trying to ex- imagine them losing five games is 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 a bit of a long shot at the moment. So, I, I think it could all be over this weekend um, if if Liverpool get mm. another three points and, and City drop points. But I think in I think in this game, I think for, from a Man United perspective, it was it's probably the first time this season that they've come off the back of two really good performances. They did play very well against Spurs. Uh, midweek, um, and there's a there's there's been a lot of talk about United. So the, they are the only team to to have taken points off Liverpool. They've beaten Man City, they've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten Spurs. So they have they have beaten and won in these big games. But it, it is the other games. So when they're drawing with mm. Villa, they're drawing with Sheffield United. That's what's cost them. And I'm, I'm not wholly convinced that this is a new dawn because I think we've been no. here before with United. Um, but for, from the from the game, from a city's perspective, it was very they were very heavy with possession, but didn't really create a lot. And they they don't look. I'd say over the last sort of four to five weeks that they they have changed as a side. Um, I don't necessarily buy into the whole. It, it's about Laporte being out and. Sane and Aguero, and that they they've got good enough players and a deep enough squad 
to to, to not yeah. to not be fourteen points behind Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's. What did you think of the handball by Fred um, when the ball was crossed in and he kind of his arm? Oh, he was on the. I oh, know he was on the floor. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's clearly hit his hand. I, I don't. I, I think I would probably agree with the decision that was given. That. I mean, his arm's not in an unusual position considering he's sliding. It's not as if he can move his arm out of the way. I mean, mm. it's, if I was a City fan, I'd be the complete opposite. I'd be I'd be ranting and raving about that. Well, but, Pep Guardiola wasn't very happy about it. But... Well, no, and I can understand that. I mean, j- just on your point about him possibly leaving, I think... It all depends on what happens in the Champions League this year. I think if they... If, if Liverpool win the title and City go on and win the Champions League, then I think it's like almost all, all is forgotten. The, the league, the fact they didn't win the league, doesn't really make much difference. But I, I think it all hinges on the Champions League this mm. this season. But if he goes, I mean, who are they going to get in? Who who are they going to um, get in that's better than him to push them that, that little bit level, more yeah. and almost? <laughs> Rebuild the team if you like to to, to to catch Liverpool. There's no he's, no one he's managing him. He's managing Liverpool at the moment, so <laughs> I don't think you know. Well, crikey, I mean that would be that would be one of the biggest, <laughs> the sort of <laughs> biggest switches in football history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, United deserved it. I don't. I don't think we can argue about that. No. Talking about another team that thoroughly deserved their mm-hmm. three points. Tottenham Burnley. So uh I was on the Isle of Wight at the weekend with, with my family and I was talking to my dad about this and every time I gave him a score update, he would always say, But they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. When they were four nil up, they were gonna lose five four. <laughs> when they were two nil up, they were gonna lose three two. He's got he he's got limited faith uh in Spurs. But I mean let's let's look at the game. I mean, so from a from a Spurs point of view, I thought that the clean sheet was a huge bonus. Um, that, that's nine points from a possible twelve now for Mourinho. It was a disappointing performance against United, but they were the better side. Um, they deserved. To, they did deserve to win. From the, the the thing that I'm most pleased about from a Spurs point of view, apart from the clean sheet, is we actually look a real threat going forward, and. I know Burnley aren't in the greatest run of form at the moment, but and like we like like I said last week, we're, we're playing with the same squad, but we look dangerous. We mm. look like we're going to score goals, which we didn't when Poch was there. It was I was very impressed. Not going to lie, pains me to say it, but um, I actually thought you know the build up to all of your goals really were was really good and. Sun for me, um, his solo goal from obviously his own half. Yeah, the defenders probably should do better, but probably uh, one of the goals of the season so far. Um, There's going to have to be a hell of a goal to beat that. I oh think, yeah, because um, you don't, you very very rarely see that that a player runs from just outside their own box into the opposition's box. I mean, if he'd missed that, that would have been um, <laughs> a waste a, 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 of time. A wa- yeah, a waste of time. Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, it's kind of a... Uh, I know who I, would, who I would choose in this situation at this present time, but if you had to keep one and sell one, 
of yeah. Son and Kane, who would you keep and who would you sell? Kurt? Oh, I'd, 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 I'd keep Kane. You'd keep I'd, Kane? I'd, I'd, yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, as, as good as Son is and as con- as a consistently high performer as he is, Harry Kane is probably, if not, the best striker in Europe. And I know that Spurs have struggled this season, but you've only got to look at the stats. That, and I know England don't always play the toughest opposition, etc., etc. But you've still got to put the ball in the, in the back of the net. Yeah. And I, I think he's already on 20-plus goals this season um, in, in all competitions and uh, international as well. I would I would never want to see Son go, but if if I had to choose, I would I would choose Kane. Interesting. I just I just think he I think he gives Spurs that he's he's a constant threat. Son Son is like I say, is as consistent a performer as he is. Harry Kane just carries that greater threat, but maybe he carries that greater threat because Son is supplying him. I don't know, but. Uh, from 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 a Burnley point of view in the game, there's been a lot of Burnley fans who are getting pretty frustrated with Sean Dyche. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think the go. thing is that they're coming off the back of three straight defeats, and they've only scored one goal in those three games. Which, and I think they've conceded eleven or twelve as well in those three games. So I can kind of see where they're coming from, but I think Spurs just played that well that. Burnley looked poor. I don't think Burnley are a poor side. No, no. Defensively, I think is probably where they they may look at in in January. Um, I think uh, obviously I said about Sun's goal. I think they should have probably done a little bit better there. But I think they'll probably be in the in the market for another defender in January. Mm. Yeah. Spurs, Spurs go away to Wolves on Sunday, which is going to be a big test. I think, from my perspective, I think it it will give us a really good idea of where Spurs are they're, at the moment. They're in great form um, as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it'll 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 give us a good indication of where they are under Mourinho. So, um, but I mean, you win five 0 at home, you, you're never going to complain. Speaking of winning, Everton. Cool, Everton yeah. No beating an- them at the moment, is a fire, aren't an- they? Another struggling side, who Chelsea dropped points against. It's good so, job we accumulated all those points at the start of the season. Absolutely. Um, my my, my uh, first mate. question to you: Chelsea's defence is—is is this their Achilles' heel? I th- well, yes. <laughs> That's what to say. Uh, it's, it's pe- the thing was last. Um, I thought you were going to say. Pa- th- I thought you were going to say pathetic. I thought you were well, going to say it's pathetic. Well, they were pathetic on yeah you know, <sighs> on Saturday. They were pathetic. All three goals I think could have been stopped in one way or another. But last obviously last night in the Champions League against Lille, um, Rudiger was back, and he he made Zuma um, it just made him him and Zuma looked a lot more solid than what what um, Zuma has been with Tamori or Christensen. So. With Rudiger coming back, hopefully it will um, assure. But obviously the ban's been lifted now, so I, I still think that they will probably sign a defender in in January. Um, I think, as most people have probably said already, I don't think they'll f- feel a need to be buying 
five, six players in January. I don't, I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll want to kind of break the squad up as obviously, obviously they've been playing so well at the moment. So I think maybe well, the, one defender. Uh, the, but the, the interesting thing is that there's a lot of talk in the press linking Chelsea to Zaha and, and Jadon Sancho, which mm. su- surprises me, to be honest, because I think where they probably need to strengthen is at the back. I, I mean, w- whatever money they've got available to spend, if you're going to go, if you're going to go out and spend upwards of 80, 80 million, because let's, let's be realistic. I expect it, Either of those are going to cost around well, yes, that, so, if, if not yeah. a little bit more. I mean, there, there's talk of a lot of figures being banded around of like a hundred million for Sancho. Well, yeah. If you're if you're going to go out and spend that sort of money, or, or you have that sort of money to spend in your Chelsea, surely you want to spend it probably where you need to strengthen more, which is at the back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think, agree. I don't I think th- that's problem. I don't think that's yeah. their problem. I think I think Sancho is is a target that I think most Premier League clubs will probably be linked with between sort of now and the end of the season. To be honest, I think I think there's he's having problems in Dortmund. I've read some stuff saying that he's kind of fallen out with with the club in some way. I think he's he was disciplined. I think he turned up to training late or something. I'm not sure what it was, but. Zaha is um, the one that I could see happening. Personally. Yeah, I, I I think the main the main thing is a, a left back. I think um, Aspilicueta is is good at left back. He's probably the best choice at left back we have, and he's not even a left back. So um, Emerson and Alonso are okay, but you know I, I think I think there's better out there. I'd be looking maybe at Chilwell. Um, I think he'd definitely be a good good addition to the squad but it's whether you can kind of get him to he, meet he's, to come he, to he's not gonna he's not gonna take a step you're gonna, down to and you're Chelsea. gonna have to you're gonna have to pay in an excess of probably 60 70 million for him as well because obviously i think he's i think he's worth it but I can't. oh yeah but the thing is obviously with may not have for eight year meal for Maguire, it's just pushed the price up of every english defender there is out there so yeah you know, blame Man United if you want to blame anyone, but um, <laughs> on, on the game itself, it was yeah, they were crap. I'm not going to lie. Um, so let, let, let's let's not focus on how bad Chelsea were because they were terrible. Yeah, but Everton weren't much bad. They weren't much. Well, uh, okay. they've been better so, than what they've been, but I wouldn't say that they. I think I, I think from the Everton perspective that there, there there's more unity. This is what always sort of interests me about football that. A, a lot of people have been saying about how involved the crowd were, how there was more of a link between the crowd and the players and the performance and all that sort of stuff. And the first question that gets asked is, well, why weren't they doing it that under Marco Silva? So, but who who goes in at Everton? W- would you keep Duncan Ferguson? Would you keep him no. for this run of fixtures that they've got up until Christmas where... Everybody thought they would just be on a hiding to nothing in each game. That they've showed that they that they can beat a top side in beating Chelsea. Yeah. But does he stay realistically? Who else comes in? Who, well, who I've can, seen. I've who seen goes to Everton? Emery was the one that's been heavily that, that would this be week, ridiculous. Um, surely that would be ridiculous. Because I, I can't obviously. I don't know if you saw, but Ancelotti got sacked last night um, from Napoli. Um, so oh, Bayern I, Munich have just scored. Just to. Uh, Sorry, cut in. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, I think Ancelotti will probably end up at Arsenal, to be fair. Uh, yeah. 
Emery, Emery is a, a good shout, but I don't think he'll want to join Everton, to be honest with you. But I, just... I, I don't know. I don't know why you would put someone who has failed enough at Arsenal to get mm-hmm. the sack. That that what is different that makes him that he's going to succeed? Well, no, no, the thing is for the thing is for That's Everton, they've, madness. They've spent so much money these last two seasons, and and they're actually worse off for it. Um, yeah. I thought Dun- I thought I thought Dunfer had a good. I think we played them at the wrong time. I think him coming in is probably you getting that extra 10, 20% out of the players and what they were probably doing last okay. week. At we're, we're, we're going to move on after that pitiful excuse as, as to why you lost because you played them at the wrong time. Uh, right. Okay. So we're going to go to Villa Park. So Sunday's game, Villa Leicester. I actually watched this. Eight in a row. Eight in a row. I, Club I, record. I, I, I watched this game and I was so pleasantly surprised by Leicester. There's no secret how well they've been playing this season. And going away to Villa on paper is is a tricky game, especially when you're Leicester and you're in a position where you want to keep that title race alive. Whether they're going to win it or not, we won't know. But one thing that I absolutely love about Leicester is how... Even when they're under pressure and the goal is under siege, the possession is all being held by the opposition. They're so solid and they defend as a unit, they defend as a team, but they teams are always so worried about getting hit on the break because they've got mm. so much pace and so many good attacking players. And I mean, let's not, so from a defensive point of view, that they've got the best defence in the league. There's only two teams that have conceded less goals than games they've played, and it's Liverpool and Leicester. So there's no coincidence there that they're the two that are top of the table. Mm. I'd say, so yeah, good defensively. Obviously, going forward, you've got Vardy now. This calendar year, he's got 27 goals in 34 games. Um, I was a bit surprised because I thought when when Villa scored, I know scoring just before half time, I thought they might come out and and give it a bit more of a shot in the second half. I was quite disappointed with them, and I thought the whole Mings situation was a, was a really strange one because obviously he was clearly injured, but they they seemed very hesitant to bring him off, and it it was kind of him on the floor. He out of position for for one of the goals. For, well, I mean, the the, the first goal, he was he was pretty much just a spectator. He, yeah, so you, you could actually see him on the replay, sort of just saying to to the other defenders, "I can't, I can't." It's just, run. It was just very I strange because it was him. it was probably five minutes before that that the initial sort of injury occurred, and whether it was him saying he thought he could play on, or whether they just were just testing to see if he could stay on, but yeah, kind of cost him a goal there and. Yeah, I thought Villa were quite poor. Um, I, I, I am slightly worried for them now. I think I think there's been quite a few games this season where I think they've had chances. But I think they had the chance in this game pretty much. I think it was Trezeguet um, in the first sort of couple of minutes. Yeah, I think he, when he hit the bar. Yeah. They hit the bar very early. I mean, I, I don't worry about Villa so much. And I think mainly because they've got goals in them. I, I, they they do score goals, um, and I think that they're, without sounding contradictory, because they lost at home. I think their home form is good enough, and they will pick up points away 
I, I think they'll be okay. They just they just need to keep Grealish. I think I I think I think someone may put in a cheeky bid in for him in, in Spurs. January. Maybe um, Spurs. But I'd love to see him at Spurs. They need they really do do need to keep him. I think yeah. I think without him, I think you know they would be in trouble. Okay, so um, Leicester still very much in the title race, but the team at the top, Liverpool. Uh, so went to Bournemouth, won three nil. <laughs> For me, this is just same old, same old with Liverpool. They are just winning. There's no drama. There's no fuss. They're just getting the job done. Um, and these games where you may that you think they may slip up just seem to be going past. I mean, mm. going to Bournemouth is not the easiest place to go at all. No, but but they come away with a three 0 win. The, the, I did. Games are running out where they can slip up. I just didn't think Bournemouth offered that much. I think they, I think Bournemouth got this completely wrong. I think they sat back far too much in this game and they just invited um, Liverpool forward. And I thought the defending wasn't great, but oh, um, go- oh, sorry, Spurs have scored. Sorry, settle down. Champions League Ryan, no Ryan Sessegnon. Yeah, because I seen that he's. Yeah, Kane didn't travel. I think there was a few players in trouble. But no, he was one uh, of them. I'm, I'm on the verge of bursting into my Mourinho song. So um, sorry, sorry we'll to cut you off quickly. <laughs> um, but um, the back heel from Salah for Keita's stabbed home finish, I thought was the mm. pick of the three goals, but. Salah's goal last night was pretty pretty handy as well. Yeah, but same old, same old. Um, And I think we'll probably be saying that for the majority of the season, to be honest. If we go back to the beginning of the season when we made our predictions, so I actually tipped Bournemouth to go down. And I'm and I'm not sort of anywhere near gloating the fact that they're struggling. Oh no, you're not going to be far off there. (laughs) But let's just see. So they've taken six points from their last ten games, and in that is only one win and six defeats. So you can work out that the other three points came from the three draws. They're just dropping like a stone. But the the question I'd have on here, and, and bearing in mind you've got Pellegrini at West Ham that's under pressure, you've got a vacancy at Arsenal, you've got a vacancy at Everton. Eddie Howe is pretty much linked with most jobs in the Premier League mm. and there's always been talk about him him going to a top six side or top eight or top ten or whatever he's, so you know yeah. where I'm going with this is, oh, is yeah. it time that it, it, is this the best time if he's going to go and a club wants him would this be the best time to go because these jobs aren't going to come up oh, no. we're in a bit of a unique position in the Premier League where there's three or four jobs that are up for grabs whether there's a manager there or not well, I think for Eddie Howe, I think I think the time is probably now. I don't think there's going to be a better time to maybe step up to that. The thing is for me is, would he go to Everton over Bournemouth? I'm not so sure, and I I'm not sure. I I'm pretty sure that Arsenal are, are setting their sights on Ancelotti, especially now he's been sacked. It seems. No coincidence that for some I, I reason he's been I, sacked I, after they won. I, I think he will. I think yeah. he would go to Everton, and I actually mm-hmm. I, I think it's not just this. It's a bigger club. It's got more history and all that sort of stuff. I think Everton is is probably an ideal club for someone like Eddie Howe, and I think that I, he he was constantly linked with the Arsenal job or has been, and he was linked with the Spurs one as well. But I, I could see him at Everton. 
I think that would be the more logical choice than than going to Arsenal if, if he was to be offered the Arsenal mm. job. But I, it's almost like jumping ship when Bournemouth are struggling, isn't it? I'd, so I'd, I just yeah, think, I, I, think I know he's he, done... I know he's I know he's young and he, he's English and there's a, an awful lot going for him and he is a good manager. I just wonder whether these jo- these jobs are coming and going all the time. That whether he's going to miss the boat on it or not, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, but he's. I, I don't think that any Bournemouth fan would begrudge him for for wanting to move to that. No, they probably sort of wouldn't. No, they probably wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, anyway, comfortable comfortable win for Liverpool. So off to St James's. So. Newcastle beating Saints 2 1. So, Newcastle this... goalie was on fire. He's a decent keeper. God, he's, he's a decent keeper. This is, but this is, this is sort of Saints all over for me. So, they're coming off the back of two wins. Um, they've got a point away at Arsenal that they're, they're getting themselves out of trouble. They're 1 0 up in this match and they end up losing. And by the end of the weekend, they're back in the relegation zone. It's the Andy Carroll effect, mate, for you. You bring him on, you score goals. Well, I still but think he's cross. got something to offer. But his... no, he, has, he has got something to offer. I, his I cross think... was He's a, he's a good he's player going. and he's on a pay-as-you-play deal, which is probably exactly right for him at the moment. But Saints, for me, and this is sort of in relation to what I said earlier about Villa, that they score goals. Saints don't score enough goals for me. Um, and I know Danny Ings is on a bit of a decent run of form this season. He's got quite a few goals, but that is it for me. There's no, you don't really see goals coming from anywhere else. And no. this is, I, one of the, one of the questions to you on this one is, is, is around Steve Bruce and, and Newcastle. So, Newcastle, they're they're in eleventh place, and for the majority of the season, the, the early part of the season, he was getting a lot of sort of stick about he's not the right man for the job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Newcastle are in trouble. They're seven points clear of the relegation zone, sitting comfortably in mid-table. Is is he overperforming, Steve Bruce, or has he has he got this in his lock? I mean, well, he's, I think he's, he's an experienced yeah. Premier League manager. I think he's like clawed it back from obviously how they started. I, I think probably at the start of the season, the expectation was probably to finish anywhere between eighth and twelfth. I would say so. I think I think he's managed to claw it back. So I would say he's probably meeting the expectation of, of what the club set out. But, um, I'd say like in the last few games, I'd say the players have seen more of a team um, than what they have done previously. Um, that St. Maximan, I think, is putting some good um, performances in the last couple of games as well. So he seems to have come on a he's, bit because I thought he was pretty he's, poor. He's, to start he's with. tricky and he's got pace. So he, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he's, he's got always pace. A yeah, he's got pace. But, um, um, but I actually uh, thought it was a bit harsh that Saints lost this game. It, they did have enough. I thought that they had enough chances to actually get something from the game. I just think that. The, but that's the it for me that they're not yeah but but in good form they're not they're not scoring enough goals for no. me um but yeah so win for newcastle sort of cements cements their position in mid table uh we go to Carroll road uh no, norwich Sheffield united, united away you ain't going to you ain't going to beat them no you know. no exactly so j- just just quickly on this one a norwich down for you is that it yeah I don't, I don't. They, they didn't really offer anything. Like, 
it's it's like they beat Man City, and then this is kind of that's going to be their highlight of the season. This, mm-hmm. you know, I just. But I have to say that goal that Tete scored, yeah, that was a, that was a nice goal, and that's um, a good goal. But Sheffield United, I thought, were a bit invisible first half. I didn't think they they played great, but yeah, I think it was like normal service resumed second half. Um, the the thing that worries me for Norwich is, and I mean, you're absolutely right. Sheffield United, when they play away, they they don't lose very often, if at all. But these are the games for me that Norwich should be pinpointing to taking something from home against a fellow promoted side that they should be looking to take points in these games. Oh, definitely, yeah. They can't rely on the, the freakish one-off result that they had against Man City, that that's where their points are going to come from. They need to be taking points from these mm. sort of matches and, um... if they're, if they're going to stay in the division. We saw the first overturn red card in this game of the season as well. Um, Bulldog obviously sent off by the ref and VAR said no. And he was that, like, come back on. <laughs> that that won't console Norwich fans if they get rid of No, no. They made a little bit of history. Um, so we go to, to Brighton Wolves. First half, decent first half. Go, going two all at half time. Oh, Second yeah. half was a bit of a bit of an anti-climax really um second half was end to end it could have really gone either way well i um, think before the match so that wolves have only that they've lost one game in their last 16 which was uh in the carabao cup i think that was to villa so uh, brighton kind of like newcastle that they're sitting quite comfortably in mid-table and i think this will be a point that they'll be pretty pleased with. It'll be one of those points where it just keeps them ticking over mm. and keeps them sort of in or around the mid-table position. And the way Wolves have been playing at the moment, that, that sort of it's another reason for me why I think Brighton will be pretty happy with that point. Oh, definitely. I, I don't think either team defended that well. But then again, both teams were attacking quite nicely. I thought... Um, but again, for Wolves, it's, it's their attacking sort of. You got Jota, Jimenez, Adama Traore. Um, they seem quite well balanced going forward, and I do quite like that in Wolves. Yeah, good side, good side. So, uh, London Stadium, mate. I felt I felt sure that West Ham were going to win this. I don't know talk, why. Well, talk about a nine sort of nine ten minute period that can literally turn your season around. Mm. Um, there was a lot of talk on this one that if Arsenal were to lose, that that some people sort of would consider them being in a relegation battle. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that would have been purely accurate. I mean, there they would have been a lot closer to the bottom than oh, they yeah, are they to still, the top. They still weren't but, great first half. <laughs> It was it was literally like twenty minute period in the second half where they they actually looked like a decent side, and, but they still they still seem to have those bad habits, especially defending. They're they're always going to struggle at the back. I think that they are poor defensively. That just has to, to I know, sorry, I was just about to say, whoever goes in there that has to be a priority in January. They they I think they'll want to get someone in before um, Christmas. And they'll want a clear idea of how they're going to sort that defence out because I, I think I think sort of their attacking is is fine, but definitely they need two or three new defenders. I think to sort that out. Yeah, 
I think I think the issue with Arsenal. So I know we mentioned it earlier. I I, I like Ancelotti, and I think as much as I hate to say, I think he would be a really good option for Arsenal. I think that the problem overall for them as a club is they are run like a business. I don't think mm. that a new manager is going to go in there and he's going to be like given a war chest to spend in January or in the summer to sort of completely rebuild the side. You, you look at the summer dealings where they they were limited on funds by all accounts and, and the majority of that went on Pepe on a structured deal. So I think their hands might be slightly tied. I mean, there's a lot of Arsenal fans that, that are talking about the issues being at board level and it's not necessarily the case where it's the manager that's the problem more it's the restrictions that are being put on the manager which is the problem oh definitely yeah so it'd be in it'll be interesting i I could see angelotti going there and i could see him being a success i think this was what might put people off wanting to actually manage the club i think i think i think even we saw it with wenger where it was kind of like you had to sell players to to generate money so that they then could go out and buy players. But like you said, the whole Pepe deal is, is a structured deal. They haven't even completely paid for him yet. So, you know, I think any manager that wants to go in there will will, will have to really put their foot down to get some money to get some new defenders. Yeah. But we don't uh, want no refunds on David Luiz. I could see him going back. I think he'd be a... Uh, Stop. I think, I think he'd be a good sign-in. Let's not even go there. Let's uh, move okay. on. Watford Palace. Yeah. And let's move uh, on. <laughs> for, 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 for anyone who's interested, Crystal Palace played Watford at the weekend and not an awful lot happened. To be fair, Palace would probably be happy with a clean sheet and a point. Hodgson's probably nah, the not against <laughs> Watford. Nah, not against Watford. I think I think both teams had chances. I, I think, I think oh, yeah. either team could have won it. Points aren't good enough for Watford anymore. They oh, need to they need to start winning. <laughs> Um, so that's all we've got to say on that. Um, so that's the that 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 concludes the Premier League review. Put oh, 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 Watford fans just tuned in to hear the review we, on their game. <laughs> we um, well, they should they should play more entertaining football and actually score a goal. I would. They, I'm pretty sure they were last on match of the day. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know we follow the match of the day running order. So if anyone's got any complaints, direct them at the BBC. Not Gary us. Lineker, tweet yeah. Lineker. Absolutely. Uh, so that that will do for part one. We will be back in part two for the EFL review um, and an update on predictions. Chris will do his stats, etc. So we'll see you then. Hello and welcome back to View from the Sideline podcast, uh, part two of this week's episode. So we're going to kick off with the EFL review. So in the championship at the top, both West Brom and Leeds won yet again to remain in the automatic promotion places. West Brom beat Swansea 5-1 and Leeds beat Huddersfield 2-0. The wins mean both sides have now won their last six games and there's an eight-point gap now to Fulham who are in third and they lost 2-1 at home to Bristol City. Um, I did watch the West Brom Swansea game. They looked impressive. West Brom, they they look they look really good. They look really for, good going forward. 
And for Leeds, they need to keep maintaining this because last season, this is exactly what they did last season. They were winning games, yeah. and then they uh, really dipped. Second, I would, season. I would see those. Two, I would see West Brom and Leeds being the. I'd love Leeds. I'd love Leeds. Yeah, it'd be good. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that win for Bristol City um, against Fulham moves them up to fourth, and now they're, they're now level on points with Fulham. Uh, Nottingham Forest, they dropped to fifth. They got a point in a two-all draw away at Millwall on Friday night. They were winning till till late on. Millwall got a, a late equaliser. Sheffield Wednesday, they make up the playoff places after a 2-1 win at home to Brentford. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday are actually playing tonight. They're actually... Yeah, they're 1-0 up away at Derby. Uh, so, so going good at the moment. At the bottom, Barnsley, they remain rooted to the foot of the table after their fourth defeat in their last five. They lost 3-2 away at Cardiff. Stoke lost their third match in a row uh, and they remain four points from safety after going down 2-1 away at Hull. And the final relegation place is occupied by Wigan, who have not won in five and lost away at the weekend to Luton. So into League One, uh, Wickham, they remain top despite not playing at the weekend. They're four points clear of second-placed Ipswich, but they have played a game more. Ipswich took a point in a one-all draw away at Coventry, uh, and that keeps them four points clear of Peterborough, who are in third. They drew, taking a point away in a two-all draw at Portsmouth. Blackpool, they're up to fourth. They won 3-1 at home to Fleetwood. Bristol Rovers, they're fifth. They beat Southend 4-2 and the final playoff place belongs to Coventry uh, and that's after they got their point at home against Ipswich. Uh, so at the bottom, there's no real change. Bolton, they drew two all at home to Wimbledon. They're now only four points behind Southend um, who lost 4-2 away at Bristol Rovers. So only two points from their last 12 matches now, Southend. They, they were... Um... Yeah, they were tuning up as well, weren't they, at the weekend? They've let in 57 goals <laughs> in 20 games. 57s, that's more than two goals a game. Uh, so they're, they're 11 points from safety. Um, MK Dons, they make up the relegation places, but they did get their first point in six matches with a one-all draw away at Doncaster. Mm-hmm. Um, as normal with my League One update, Bolton, they'd be on 16 points. If it wasn't for their points deduction, they'd be three points from safety. Now, if I'm mm. South End, I'm I'm worried about how bad they are, knowing that Bolton That's would terrible. sort of be twelve points ahead, and they've played, basically played most of the season with kids. Anyway, so on to League Two, Chris. Okay, yeah, League Two. So there was one game called off in League Two. That's Macclesfield Crew. Um, unfortunately, it seems that Macclesfield are in a, a spot of bother at the moment, and. Could end up the same route. He's suing them. Yeah, yeah, because they owe him like eight, I think it's like 850 grand they owe him. That's crazy money, isn't it? So, how much much was he on? He did did save him from relegation. Oh, yeah, and he was there for pretty much the whole season. But, um, yeah, so if you're a Microsoft fan, it isn't isn't looking good for you at the moment. so I think I think it was more that their players refused to play rather than um, it was an, an sort of an EFL decision. So yeah, so they get it sorted pretty quick. Um, so Leader Swindon beat Grimsby three 0 away, and second place Exeter beat Northampton by three goals to two. Uh, third place is Forest Green. However, however, they did fall to a two 0 defeat to Scunthorpe. 
Uh, Cheltenham are in fourth. They beat Mansfield 3-0 and fifth are crew. Sixth place, Bradford beat Newport by a goal to nil while Northampton remain in seventh. So at the bottom, uh, Morecambe is still propping the table up. They managed to get a one-all draw with Carlisle. Um, but unfortunately for them, Stevenage also picked up a point uh, with a nil-nil draw against Crawley. So both teams are still on 15 points. Uh, moving on to the National League. So Yeovil, um, despite having a man set off in the ninth minute, they still managed to win, uh, beat Halifax by two goals to nil. Um, which wow, is uh, Halifax. Well, then actually, they're actually in the top seven. So <laughs> I was very, very surprised. Um, so yeah, so they won, and they actually played their game in hand last night. They beat Chesterfield by two goals to one away. So they're actually up to second now. Um, so just a few points behind. Barrow. Promotion looming. Promotion well, looming for Yeovil. Uh, yeah, I know they have. I know last sort of five six games they have had a couple of defeats in there, but. Um, they are actually beating the teams in and around them, which is which is helping. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a strange one. The National League only only the top team get uh, guaranteed place, and then the other six teams go through some really. Yeah, so it's a it's a funny playoff system, isn't it? Of playoff, yeah. So hopefully, so you hopefully, want to win it, basically. Oh well, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> God knows what can happen if not. So yeah, but. Good, good two wins for Yeovil. Uh, so yeah. Okay, uh, so we'll 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 go on to predictions quickly. Yes. We've we've yes. had quite a few rounds. I know where you're going with this. So um, there's only one round that matters, mate. <laughs> we'll we'll look at last week. So um, Jack was our guest for the midweek. Oh no, for for the weekend matches. Sorry. Um, so he got a very respectable and he's come out third in the table overall 21 points Chris did take the win with 23 um, and I'm not sure I took part I'm not sure I took part that week because I got a, a measly free at, well, at least weekend. you had faith in Tottenham yeah yeah but here we go the, the week before and this hasn't gone out on social media more for sulkiness than anything else Chris annihilated our our record where he took a, a score of 41 points now not only is that a record for this year this is a record since we started this feature um where the 40 the, the magical and mythical barrier of 40 points was mm. broken um, where I imagine you were sat there with sweaty palms during the Arsenal Brighton game to well, make yeah, sure that, there that wasn't been... an early goal. Yeah, and, and but been... you had Arsenal to win that, so yeah, did, if that had gone as as expected. But anyway, we're going to brush over that. Um, <laughs> so, so for, yeah, I mean that is. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, doo, 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 that's my fanfare for you. Thank you, um, because it's it's probably deserved for. For for such a for such a high ranking score, but I mean, from from an overall, we're we're past that now. From an overall perspective, so Adam is still at the top with twenty six points. Um, that humongous score, score, Chris, has pushed you safely into the top ten. There you go. So it's done your it's done your average the world of good. Um, so we'll we will move on from predictions. We will never discuss it again, but we will talk about the wonders of why, Chris. Right. 
Do so you do you have your phone with your stats on? I'm ready. I'm ready. And also pictures of your wife's outfits for the theatre trip next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <a> long, long <laughs> story. <laughs> as long as your stats are on, that's yeah, all yeah. About. Uh, so Arsenal came from a half-time losing position to win a Premier League away game for the first time since October 2011. And they beat Chelsea, didn't they? On that occasion. Right, right. I wasn't going to mention. 5 2 or 5 3. All right, next one. I wondered if if you'd leave that bit out. That's just all that needs to be said. (laughs) I didn't need to go any further with it. Yeah, the stat is the stat, stat, not who they're actually being. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Danny Ings is the first Southampton player to score in five consecutive Premier League games since James Beattie in 2003. That's that's impressive. He has been in good form. Yeah, uh, Kovacic has scored twice in the last four games for Chelsea, and that as many as he had in his previous 163 games for both Chelsea and Real Madrid. Okay. <laughs> and this next one's a bit of a mouthful, so just bear with. Okay, Liverpool will okay. be top of the Premier League table at Christmas for the fifth time in the competition's history. However, each of the last three sides that failed to win the title after being top at Christmas have all been Liverpool. And that's in the 08-09 season, the 13-14 the season and the 18-19 season. Well, records are there to be broken, aren't they? Well, yeah. I, can't so, see, I, mean, I cannot see them messing up this time. There's going to have to be an almighty collapse um, if they don't win it this season. I don't think they've Good ever stats, been this. Though, Chris. Oh yeah, I don't think they've ever been this far in front in any of those seasons. No, no, so, no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So good stats. Again, you are you, you are the you are the stat man. I even um, I even managed to squeeze a Chelsea one in there, even though they had actually lost. Yeah, you don't normally tend to put a Chelsea one in when they lose. Uh, but I thought um, Kovac- I thought Kovacic was probably the standout player, so I thought you know I'll put that in there. Right. Okay. So, oh god. So should we just end it now? Should we just admit defeat? I mean, I've got no idea. I've got I still no don't know who Danny Wallace is. He, there, there was brothers, weren't there? There was Danny Wallace, Rod Wallace, and Ray Wallace. Ray, I'm, I'm sorry, Ray, Rod, and Danny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Am I, is this is this an education that they? I'm pretty sure they all played for Saints. They were at they were at Saints when like Shearer was there. That that sort of you know the Draper Tools kit at the Dell. They were there. They were there around then. You don't right, know. Okay, you don't know what yeah. I'm talking about, do you? But yeah, I mean, it was yeah. in the mid '80s, mate. I mean, I was only six, but um, right. yeah. So I, 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 right, I'm I going to be honest clear. with you. I don't I know. Clear. I don't know. Do, do we just? Uh, so All they've right, played. So... They, they've played for England once and scored. The only player so, I can so... is Danny Wallace <laughs> <laughs> and Ricky so, Lambert. So... But Ricky Lambert uh, played more than one game. No, did he, he, played, did he, he did play. He did play more than one game. Right. What about Ian, Ian Wright? He must have played more than one for England. Colton Palmer, Matt Letitier, um, Mark Robbins. Was he English? We could be here all day. I, I don't know, mate. I'm going to have to. 
I, I'm going to have to. Um, oh, I think we're going to have to give Since this Barry one. Since Barry Wallace in 1986, only three players have played only once for the England senior and scored. So, right, I ain't got clue. I'll just go with Ricky Lambert. I, I've actually, I've, I've updated Pete's score already. All right. Well, it's I'm not, on Huey. Here's a little shout out for whoeallthepies.tv. I'm on your website right now, looking at the answer. Oh, so the answer got it from there. So oh, the <laughs> so the answer is Stephen Corker. Oh my days! That. His debut goal against Sweden in 2012 was rather overshadowed well, by the efforts of Vlatan Ibrahimovic, who rather he stole the show to... by scoring all four of his country's goals. Mm, that was uh, show off. He used to play. He used to play for Spurs, Corker, and then he went to QPR, I think. Played for Yeovil as well for a season. Oh, um, played for Chris. David David Nugent. Oh my God! Steve McLaren right. chose him. I thought you were going to say Steve McLaren was the third one. Steve McLaren chose him in a 2008 qualifier against Andorra as a replacement for Darren Nugent. Bent. And the last one is Francis Jeffers. Sven Goran Eriksson fielded two different teams either half. Jeffers came on. Uh, It was a game against Australia. Do you know what? It's weird. They actually lost in three. I was going to say, was that the one at Upton Upton Park? Because strangely enough, I remember that David Nugent goal and I remember that Franny Jeffers one. (laughs) Well, it was also the the Francis Jeffers debut goal for England. Was also debut Wayne Rooney and Jermaine Genus made their debuts on the same game. Well, there, there you go. go. Okay, uh, that, that was back, unfair. No, never would have got that. Uh, so. Back back to normal next week, please, Pete, because we didn't. If you've know got that. a Christmas related one, that would be nice. I mean, that's a good idea. As long as it's easy. Well, we need yeah. to build our confidence back like, up. Preferably, like, who are the last? Who is the last team to uh, not be, be top at Christmas and not win the league? Because I've quite an idea. Or on what date of December does Christmas Day fall? That would be a good question. Just want to get that. It's not football-related, but... <laughs> OK, uh, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for for this week. Um, so, anything else from you? No, just happy to be free of Champions League, um, but I've seen the teams that we could face. And yeah, it's, it's nasty, quite, isn't it? Quite frightening, to be honest with you. I think so. it's... Is it Barca, uh, ba- Barca, Juventus, Bayern Munich, PSG... It's someone else, and then Leipzig. Leipzig. Juventus. Yeah, yeah. Juventus but, was the other but one. Spurs must Spurs must be in the same boat because they're they're two one down now at halftime. Spurs, so but yeah. they already had second place guaranteed. They couldn't win the group. So, we yeah. must be in the same position. So. You will be, yeah. Um, yeah. Fine. So we'll see. Okay. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll speak to you next week. See you next week. <laughs>